Welcome to episode two of UC Caps Weekly. We are a basketball podcast covering the University of Canberra Capitals women's basketball team playing here in Australia in the WNBL. Michelle, big news this week. Basketball Australia announced the new squad for the Opals. That's right. 23-person squad named on, I think it was Monday they named it. Um, So in the lead up to Tokyo, which hopefully will go ahead in July of next year, um, and three Canberra Capitals in that lineup. Three, yep. The the usual uh, members that have been in the program for a while now, Rebecca Allen, Sarah Blitzavs, Lizzie Cambridge, Beck Cole, Katie Ray Ebsry, Darcy Garbin, Kayla George, Tessa Levy, Tess Magin, Ezzie Magbega, Lalani Mitchell, Lauren Nicholson, Jenna O'Hay, Alana Smith, Steph Talbot, and Tolo, of course. Yes. Mariana Tolo. But uh, included in that squad, and I think she's been hovering around for a little while, was Kelsey Griffin. Yeah, so Kelsey's been in the squad before, um, and unfortunately... She played in the Commonwealth Games, I think. Am I yeah, right? She played the Com Games, um, yeah. and she may have played another tournament, but uh, missed selection for Worlds, and mm. and she's in a really tough position, right? Because you can only have one naturalised Australian. That's right. In the squad, included in, in sorry, the, in the team. Yeah, included in the, in the squad of twenty three. There's Kelsey Griffin. There's Lalani Mitchell, mm-hmm. and there's also Sammy Whitcomb. Yeah. So all Australians, but naturalised Australians, they can only take one in that group. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see where that falls. Um, Obviously, Lalani Mitchell's been in the squad for quite a while. Yeah, and she's been our starting point guard. So, um, you know, that's a... They'd have to make some decisions there around, you know, have they got another point guard to Mm -hmm. replace Lalani or are they going to go with someone else um, in terms of, you know, filling that naturalised Australian spot? Speaking of guards, uh, a huge call up for UC Capital, Maddie Rocci. Yeah, really, really great uh, for her to get named in that squad. Um, She's had... Absolutely great season last season with the UC Caps and really put a stamp on the league um, and has been recognised for that. And she's a player of the future. Like, she's, what, 22? 22. 22. So she's young. Um, she's wore the green and gold before. She's been to uh, Junior World Championships. Yep, um, under-16s and under-19s. Yep, that's right. So, uh, yeah, great for her to get a call up into the squad and, and, you know, it's just her progression in the last couple of years and we talked about it last week about her growth yeah. um, has been fantastic and, and well-deserved and, and good to get that recognition. So there's been a number of uh, newer players that have been included in the squad of 23. Zatina Ayakuso from Townsville. So she's three seasons in the WNBL uh, playing with the Townsville Fire. She's got a call up for the Opals. Um, Shyla Heal has been called up for the Opals as well. She was in that uh, recent, the under-19s World Championship team. And Tiana Mangakahia. So she's um, she's a, a kid that was at the AIS. She started, um, she was there the 11-12 season, so 2011-2012 season. She then uh, played with Townsville uh, in the 13-14 season and then headed off to Syracuse. Yep, so she's, in the US. Yeah, so she's been uh, and doing great things at Syracuse. So end of the 2018 
2017-18 season, she was 16.9 points. Per game, four point nine rebounds, eight point four assists. And Syracuse is a really strong program. It's a big Division it's One a big program. Division One program, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Yep. So she was actually named in the Opal squad last year in April of 2019, and then just something horrific happened. She was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm, that's right. And had surgery very soon after. Uh, and was given the green light after that that they basically got it all and she was uh, she was on the road to recovery but of course had to go through chemotherapy and all sorts of just unimaginable stuff but um, here we are a year after that diagnosis and she's been named in the Opal squad which is fantastic yeah that's that's great she's 25 25 25-ish, yeah 25ish so yep. yeah so still another young player who obviously um uh, good talent and hopefully fully recovered. And well, and yeah. she's another one in that point guard spot. Yeah. So fantastic news for her on every front, her recovery, and also that she's made this Opal squad. And then we had our, our own Maddie Rochi, which we'll talk about in depth when we have her on the line shortly. And Jazz Shelley, uh, she's due to be going over to the States and playing with the University of Oregon. So she's in a similar situation to... Um, Gemma Potter. Gemma Potter. Mm. So yeah, and again, that uh, Oregon program is another huge Div One oh, program, yeah, and definitely. Uh, she's be, she was doing really well over there. So, so there's some there's, there is some new blood in that in that group. So it's um, of course, as we mentioned last week, everything is with the proviso of if it happens and when it happens. It's everything's up in the air, but it's it's good to see that something like this is happening. They've named a squad. They're starting to plan to, towards Tokyo, and, and hopefully that all goes ahead. Right. So there'll be a plan, and uh, they'll just evolve that as they need to. But, yeah, really great news that uh, Three Caps got a gig mm-hmm. in the squad. So, uh, yeah, all fingers crossed for them. Yep. Well, without further ado, why don't we have a chat now with the woman herself, Maddie Rochi. Okay, and we are very, very stoked to have on the phone Maddie Rochi. Welcome, Maddie. Hello, thank you. So, the big announcement, you are part of the Opal squad. That must be a fantastic feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty special. Um, when I got that email, I, was, <laughs> I had to really look at it twice to see if I actually had been named in the squad, to be <laughs> honest. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty special and proud moment, um, definitely. Yeah, Maddie, it's really well deserved. Simon and I were talking last week on the podcast about how much growth you've had in the, particularly last season in the WNBL. You really just um, emerged and asserted yourself on the league, which was was terrific. What what do you think it was that was different about your game last season, or what had what had happened over the two previous seasons that really, um, I guess, you know, you're a genuine elite started quite often uh, WNBL player? Yeah, I mean, obviously going into WNBL for your first season, it's it's a lot of getting used to. I mean, I hadn't been, I've obviously watched games before, but I never got to play at that senior level against obviously professional athletes that are coming into like imports or even just the best in Australia at such a senior level. Um, So obviously my first two seasons, I think that really took me a bit of time to get used to it and um, realised who I was playing against and, and, like, what my body really needed to do to then make myself better. Um, so, like, when I 
I mean, my third season was obviously I had developed under some amazing players. So I have had the opportunity to be with the likes of Kelly Wilson, Leilani Mitchell, um, Olivia Pupa, Kian Nurse. I mean, I could just go on, Kelsey Griffin, <laughs> Polo. But um, having those girls probably alongside me has really helped my development and put a lot of confidence into my game. Um, definitely this the season that just passed was obviously one of my best seasons I've had um, in my basketball career, to be honest with you. Uh, I just saw so much development in my game and the belief that Gori had put into me since the very start of recruiting me, I think, that also helped along the lines that I knew that the coach that I was playing for had belief in me and I wasn't just, I wasn't really like, I wasn't scared. Like I wasn't scared to like get yelled at because I knew that he was just trying to make me a better player really. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I mean, you talked about your growth during, since you've started your career in the WNBL, but in the lead up to, you know, there's a pathway for athletes that um, you take to get to those sort of highest levels. You played um, junior, Australian Junior Championships, I assume, and then came up to the yeah. COE. What was your sort of pathway? Yeah, so I started obviously playing basketball in Werribee for like a representative program and then um, obviously stuck there throughout my whole junior career and ended up going through like the basketball big programs and making those state mm-hmm. teams and obviously then making those state teams gets you recognition for the um, under 17s and 19s Australian teams. So yep. I got to go through those developing things. And then obviously out of that got a scholarship to the AIS, which I was there for two and a half years, which then again, like having that in front of me was super special as well because I got to develop alongside the best players in my age group and ones just below me. So to go and train against those players day in, day out and to have the strength and conditioning coaches and everything like right in front of you obviously then helps you develop and moving into the senior pathways. That's great. And I'm just, I'm interested, Maddie, because there's been an announcement this week from Basketball Australia that there'll be no under 16 or 18s national championships this year, which will be a huge disappointment for a lot of young athletes um have you had those kind of I mean that's sort of out of someone's control have you had those kind of uh I guess instances in your career where you've had you know you've you've kind of got in mind what your pathway is what your goals are and for whatever reason something happens and you you can't um achieve those things and and how do you deal with that sort of stuff as an athlete yeah I mean obviously that's super disappointing for those um uh young athletes going into those ADC um, championships because I mean those things are pretty special moments as well getting to represent your state um, obviously representing yourself and your family and everyone else involved but yeah I mean at the, it's not the end of the world for them like obviously they're probably going to have more opportunity to do so but yeah I mean I when I was going through those programs as well I never I made um, I thought I would make actually that a 20 state team, but obviously didn't make that at one stage of my career. And I was at the AS at the time. So mm. not making that team or in the instance, not going to a championship, obviously just helps you like, just helps you drive better. Like it makes you want to do things that are going to help you then get to the next level. So I saw that as something that wasn't disappointing or I wasn't going to let myself down on that and keep everything inside me. It made me just want to really work harder for the next thing that was definitely going to come up. Well, it all seemed to turn out fine for you because you've played now three seasons of WNBL and you've got two championships. 
Yeah, well, that's very true. <laughs> so whoever made that selection error back then is probably scratching their head now and going, geez, maybe I should have taken Maddie." Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> now, <laughs> we've got a, a little bit of an interesting connection with you and a new player that's coming to play with the Capitals in the upcoming season, and that's Talia Tapaya. You guys both played together at Sunshine Coast up in the um, Queensland League? Yeah, um, I'm actually pretty close to Talia. She's one of my closest friends that I had, so I talk to her nearly every day. But, yeah, I played alongside her last season in the QBL, and to live with her and to train with her was pretty cool. Um, We've grown a very good friendship, so to have her come to Canberra, obviously I was telling her to come as well. uh, It'll be really good for us, and obviously she'll help our team as well. So you were like on the phone, you know, getting Gory, and we really should pick up Talia. She's fantastic. Pick her up. Come on, Gory. Let's get her. Um, Gory had already actually told me about it, and then <laughs> I had messaged Talia and asked her if she had signed. So I think he was already ahead of me at that stage. Yeah. So is she going to be your roomie again? Um, no, I think she's living by herself. Um, I actually don't know where I'm living, to be honest. I haven't been told. So okay, I'll, I guess I'll find out when I get there. <laughs> when when do you think you'll be back, Maddie, in, in Canberra? Because you've got a boot at the moment, I think we saw. Yeah, um, I'm out of the boot now. I actually okay. tore my, my ligament in my ankle walking my dog and running down the hill <laughs> with him. So, yeah, um, I've been out for like four weeks and I've started to get back into things now. For the past two weeks, I've been back on court. Um, training up in Brisbane, and then I'll yeah get to play in the QSL league that they have coming up August seventh. So that gives me a good opportunity to get about ten games in before I then head to Canberra on October third. Yeah, we saw that fantastic video. I think it was uh, on the on the Caps Instagram feed of you uh, teasing your dog, oh, yeah, doing a bit of work the in the boot. And... <laughs> yeah. So he, he was the culprit. He was the one that uh, knocked you down the hill when you were running. Oh, I wouldn't say it was his fault. We were just running down together and I obviously didn't see the rocks that I stood on and just yet went over and heard those crackles that you hear when you do your ankle. Ouch. Yeah, it was not fun. It was a pretty gross feeling, actually. So how are you feeling about, so you'll have the Queensland State League to play in prior to coming back to Canberra and how are you feeling about the season coming up? Um, Kia Nurse and Olivia won't be back. You've got some in, new people coming into the group. How are you feeling about this season going for the three-peat? Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed the season does go ahead with um, everything that's happening right now, especially in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the season's obviously going to be a little different without imports. I mean, you can't replace the talent of the likes of Kia Nurse and Olivia Krupa. I mean, Kia is just they're both amazing players and they bring something different to the game that an Aussie player would then bring and fill in their position. So we can't expect whoever's replacing them in those positions to do exactly what they do. Obviously, the new girls that are going to come in are going to bring something different to what they bring and we're just hoping that they then fit into our system and then we can gel and it won't take us too long to get going in the season. And so your next, say, 12 months at the moment is looking like you've got QBL, you've got hopefully we get a WNBL season and, of course, preparations hopefully for selection for Tokyo in July. What's that look like for you? Do you have any ideas yet around camps or, you know, anything like that? Yeah. Um, well, I've seen the calendar obviously has come out regarding, like, all the Opal's commitments that, and it's a pretty big calendar, to be honest. Um, yep. But a lot of it's marked in red because they're unsure of if it's really going to happen or because yeah. the Olympics has already been pushed back. If for the camps, the tournaments that we could play, I mean, there's so much in there, but they're just obviously unsure if they can really go ahead due to the circumstances that we have right now. 
it's probably the new normal now. Everything is, we'd like to do that, but we'll just have to wait and yeah, see. Yeah, we just can't right now. <laughs> so what have you been doing to, I guess, keep yourself sane and, and, and keep your touch and stuff during this shutdown period? Yeah, I mean, the start of this COVID period was obviously super tough. Um, I'd obviously left home to come to the season, the QBL that I had. So I was living on the Sunshine Coast for about a week and then obviously got kicked out of that accommodation. But my boyfriend lives up in Brisbane, so... I moved in with him, um, so fortunate enough, he was he plays for the Brisbane Lions, so he was able to bring some gym equipment back, which would made things easier, so I had some equipment back at home. Um, so I was doing basically home workouts, going for walks, going for runs, um, obviously keeping busy with the new puppy that we got, which was which <laughs> took a lot of time, so I'm Your glad we partner? actually did get in during the COVID, yeah, the COVID period, which was actually really good. Um, yeah, but uh, probably I've been, and then I got to go inside a warehouse with um, Aja, the girl I trained with yeah, up here, and it was just like had a shooting machine in there and it had a little weights room. So oh, I've yeah. been able to do a few things up here actually. Now the courts that are open as well, I've been able to do gym every day, do conditioning basically every day, and also get on court three times a week, which is pretty good compared to what else, um, what other states are going through right now. So you're based in Brisbane at the moment? Yeah, I'm in Brisbane. Oh, that I think makes the little transition a little bit easier for you, I guess. If you're going straight into the QBL there, and um, yeah, you've been able to. Well, that's probably why you play up there, isn't it? To dodge the the lovely winter down here. Um, yeah, a little bit. I take to the count. I don't really like the Melbourne winter, to be honest. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone it's really cold. does. It's really nice here, actually. To be honest, I've had some very nice winter days. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, of course, again, congratulations on the wonderful honour being named in that Opal squad. And we'll, uh, you know, you're there with a couple of other capitals, so we'll be cheering them yep. on that you guys all get selected. Good luck with the, the Queensland uh, gig. We look forward to seeing you back here in Canberra and maybe when you're back in Canberra we could uh, catch up in person. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. No problem at all. Thank you so much. No worries. And finally, let's just have a, a quick look through the WNBL player movements, Michelle, the signings and uh, people staying put, <laughs> all, the, all the comings and goings. Uh, Beck Cole and Sarah Blitzavs are both staying with the Flyers. So that's going to keep them nice and strong and in playoff contention. Uh, Panina Davidson is staying with the Melbourne Boomers. So that helps their stocks as well. That's right, because Ezzy a few weeks ago announced that she was staying. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they've retained a few of their players. Yeah, uh, on the movement front, uh, Marina Whittle has moved from Perth over to Adelaide. Yeah, so Perth have had a lot of players, a lot of movement, a lot of movement, a lot of movement, and they've got a new coach. This they year do as well. Yep, head coach uh, Ryan Petrick. Yeah, that's right. So and he was. Assistant since 2015, I think. Yeah, and I think he had some involvement with the Perth Wildcats at one right. point as well. Don't right. quote me on that, but yeah. I have a feeling there was a connection there. Yep, so new coach for Perth and lots of player movement. Um, Lara McSpadden, who's, uh, I think she's a Sydney kid, was new playing Castle. with Newcastle. Newcastle right. girl, I think Lara was. Yeah. Yep, so she's moving from Sydney, going up to Townsville. Mm-hmm. Now, another... So, Sorry, Shannon Seabom, who's the coach up at Townsville, is um, right. starting to shape his own group because I think last yep. season was his first season, so he had some player retain 
retainment from contracted players and that yeah. sort of thing. And it's interesting to see him now starting to shape his own kind of team. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see where they go this season. Yeah, and there have been a lot of uh, comings and goings they from have, Townsville. They? So, yeah. yeah. Um, more news for Perth. Um, Jessie Edwards, who's a, a WA junior, uh, she's been playing over at University of Minnesota. She's a, a big shot blocker and, and strong rebounder. She's signed with Perth mm-hmm. for the coming season, and I think we'll see a couple more of these trickle through. Um, that's right. People that have been playing over in, in college, that's probably – well, I can't see it happening <laughs> at well, all in the States uh, for this coming season. So they're, they're going to come home and, and – there's all yeah, and we know there's a lot of um, college athletes who have already come home, and the mm. question is, do they go back or do they not? And with no imports, of course, there's opportunities yep. opening up for those players as well as um, you know some players that have been on the fringe or been playing in the NBL one competition. Yeah, um, you know, might get an opportunity to to play WNBL this season. This yeah, coming I think season. we'll we'll probably end up seeing you know around twenty new players that yep. that we haven't seen before that yep. have got this new opportunity to play in the league. Possibly, yeah. Um, now Stella Beck, we remember her shooting the lights out yeah. <laughs> for the Melbourne Boomers. She's uh, she's staying with them as well. Okay. So the Boomers have been able to lock in some key pieces yeah, again. That's right. They've got they've got a fairly core group that they've um, held on to. But a bit of bad news for Melbourne, or well, bad news for Melbourne, but more so for uh, Chelsea D'Angelo. Uh, she was a young guard coming through with those guys. She's actually ruptured her Achilles. Ouch! So she's <laughs> she's out for it. A that's year. a yeah. That's a, a big injury to recover from. Yeah, it's from. a long rehab for yeah, a, a ruptured Achilles. So yep. we wish her all the best and hope that that goes without uh, any drama. But uh, that's it. As mm. you know, each week we'll we'll jump on those. They're of interest to the Capitals. Well, they're the Caps to haven't named their tenth player, Simon. No, there we're is still that waiting one for spot. that. There's sort of that one spot. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, we might see if we can. Yeah, we might have to hit up some uh, some of our contacts. And, and see what we can find out. Yes. <laughs> There's a we'll few players come to mind, but we'll, yeah. uh, we'll just uh, come back to you on that. Yeah, speaking of new Caps players, um, Britt Smart reached out to us. She's, um, of course, she's an ex-Sydney player, now come to play with Canberra, and she's uh, she was one of the first people to sign up for our Instagram page. So <laughs> thanks, Britt, for supporting us. And... Um, we want to give a bit of a shout out to her as well. She's a bit of an entrepreneur as well. She's got her own um, coaching business and personal training business. So you can go to Brit Smart. So that's two T's, B-R-I-T-T-S-M-A-R-T dot com. Check out uh, Brit's business. She's uh, look, looking like doing some very interesting things and she's got a couple of uh, programs that are starting up very shortly. Yeah, so we might try and uh, get her to come on and have a bit of a chat with us and she can talk about her business and... Uh What's bringing out of Canberra? Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us again for episode number two. We'll be back next week with uh, some more news. And we've also got ourselves organised and we have an Instagram page that's at UC Caps Weekly. And you can also follow us on Facebook. If you search UC Caps Weekly on Facebook, you can find our page. All righty. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.